Hey everybody, Pastor Chip again. Thanks for tuning in. Hope everyone's doing well. Hope everybody is safe. And if you're over in over in uh, Ukraine, Russia area, I pray you're safe and. Hope you people find the the correct direction in your life. And I know people are listening in Russia and in Lithuania and some other countries in that area. It's it's uh sad how our world is and, and you see the title of my podcast, but as I ponder And I sat here pondering, I was thinking, sitting on my porch, enjoying the the animals and the birds. And uh, I got to thinking, why are people so hateful and evil? You know, I was looking at Looking at the news, um, these two women, a mother and daughter, the the grandmother of the baby in Louisiana, a little toddler, I think she was four years old, supposedly took a sip from the grandmother's alcohol. And as punishment, they set her on their lap and made her drink liquor, half a bottle of liquor. And of course, the child died. What possesses people to do these things? Why would you short torture? A child. Why? Then there's a couple in Georgia. They gave the 11 week old baby liquor in the bottle and killed it too. What is wrong with our world? What is wrong with people? And I sit and think, you know, I'd never do anything like that. I wouldn't even think of doing anything like that. I I would, if I had been there and seen it, it wouldn't have been good for me. I'd be the one in jail. And then I think deeper, that's where this goes, you have, to, you have to chase the rabbit in the hole of morality. And I think I wouldn't do that, but then again, these people don't have my morality. 
these people are non-believers. These people are governed by a different set of values. Lack of values. Or actually their values are the heck with the world as long as I get what I want. And that's pretty much what's going on everywhere right now. It's so simple as the generation of children these days that think they don't come visit their parents or their grandparents. I know some people, I'm not going to say their names, they're in Colorado and, and locally. Kids never, ever come to visit. Don't know anything about their family history. Just got the handout. That's all they want is the handout. Their hand's out for whatever you're handing out. There's an instant gratification in our society that I'm entitled to whatever, and that supersedes your rights. And it's going on all over the world. But where did it start? Where does it come from? Well, it's been going on a very, very long time. It's just, it's just getting worse. The pendulum is swinging back and forth less these days. It used to swing wide, but now it's starting to slow down. It doesn't matter what you, you have or how you are or what you are, as long as I can get it from you, that's all that matters. I saw a guy beat up and robbed an 80-something-year-old person, took her money, 80-something years old. That's a challenge right there, buddy. The problem with our society is we don't execute these people right then and there. We just put them in jails and we got people that say, oh, they've had a bad childhood or, you know, oh, they have a right to their protest. Well, no, you don't. No, you don't. In, in America, you... People break into your house and you booby trap it, then you go to jail for booby trapping. But it should be if you commit any crime, you surrender your rights. We just perpetuate this uh, evil, is what it is, this evilness. So I was looking in the Bible trying to. You know, I mean, don't do this and don't do that. And, you know, the Ten Commandments and all that that you always hear is in there. But I tried to find something pertinent to what I'm talking about. So I got to looking. In Proverbs 21.10, it says, The soul of the wicked desires evil. 
just evil. They desire evil. They, they, they're the kind of people that drug young young girls at bars, that rob old people in the parking lot, that beat you half to death on the street. They just desire evil for no reason because it's something they can do. And the people that don't do it are not doing it because, A, we're either respectful of people, or B, most people are afraid of the laws. It's really the two reasons that people don't do it. But the ones that are brazen just don't care. And it goes on to say in the second part of this verse, his neighbor finds no favor in his eyes. That means not even his neighbor is safe. If you've got something over there I want, it's mine. I'm going to come get it. You say anything, I'm busting your mouth. That's the way our world is rolling. That's the problem with our world these days. You know, there's another verse. And I've used this one before. But in Genesis 6, even in Genesis, when God, not long after God had created the world, it's like he, it's like he created man. He designed us. We've got this computer brain. He programmed it. But it's gone off the reservation. It's doing whatever it wants to do. It's like God created us in His image, His likeness. And all we want to do is destroy things. What if God was a destroyer and it went around destroying all of us just because and swatting us like flies and stomping us like ants? Just because, you know, He woke up one morning and said, you know, I'm going to go swat a few thousand people. We're not the nature of our Creator. Very few of us are. And in Genesis 6, 5 and 6, it says, The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he made man on the earth, and he grieved in his heart. So what does he do? Finally, he gets tired of chasing the chosen people all over the desert and trying to get them to come back and repent and, you know, be a good people and obey the rules. And I keep giving you do-overs after do-overs after do-overs and you just keep on being buttheads. You got bad, more bad rulers than you do good and they're... Cheating and robbing and stealing from the people. So what does he do? Sends Jesus, right? Sends Jesus, who's going to come and save the world and die for us. And he's our example. Jesus comes as an example and faces persecution, doesn't he? 
And I found a verse often overlooked that kind of hits the nail on the head. And Jesus is talking to someone, but we're not listening. See, that's the problem most of the time is we're reading and we're not listening to what He's saying to us or what the what the passage is saying, what it's meaning, who it's spoken to. And this is one of those examples. It's when he's being persecuted. It's um He's being on trial. And uh, the Jews are, like I say, they're tearing him apart. But listen to this one or two verses here. John 8 43 and 44, Jesus says, and see, we lose it in the translations, but if it was me, and I imagine Jesus was not as cool, calm, and collective as the paper would have us to believe. But he says, why do you not understand my speech? Because you're not able to listen to my word. And he says, you are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. And he goes on to say, but because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Which of you convicts me of sin? And if I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? For he is a who, uh, for he who is of God hears God's words. Therefore, you do not hear because you're not of God. He just flat out called those guys out. Called them out. You bunch of liars and hypocrites. You say you're Sanhedrin and all this and Pharisees. You say you know the word, the book, the. But you're not you're not living it. You're not doing it. You're persecuting me for nothing. I've done nothing wrong. But you're going to crucify me just cuz you don't like what I'm saying. That's what he was saying. And you see we lose the context in the translation. So who is responsible for the people that I said I ponder about? Well, it's Satan. The whole world is run by Satan. The father of lies. People that say they have Christ in their heart, but they treat people the way they do. Don't give me that crap. You might know who Christ is, but I don't think you really know Christ. How can you know Christ and do the things that you do? What is it they say? 
By their fruit you shall know them. I've said it before, these guys on TV and churches that say, oh, they can heal and they're healing people and they're laying hands on them. If you've got the power of healing, what the heck are you doing in a church on the back roads late at night preaching a revival? Why aren't you at a hospital healing people? You will know them by their fruit or their lack of fruit. You'll know them by their lies. You know, sometimes it's better to just look at people and smile and shake your head and walk away. <laughs> Don't stoop to their level. You know, an argument was last as long as two people argue. If you just keep your mouth shut and walk away, that just infuriates them more and you're you're out you don't look the fool. Don't get suckered into the arguments with the spouses, with the employees, with the friends. Don't let the world bring you down to its level. And most of all, for the simple reason that words are like bullets. Once they're fired, you can't pull them back. You say something that you can't take back and that friend or that loved one dies. Trust me. It's a long, hard road. This is Pastor Chip. I thank you for tuning in. God bless you. Be safe wherever you are. Pray for, pray for the world. Keep Caden in your prayers. Tara, she's struggling. Pray for Tara. The list goes on and on, people. Pray for the lost. Pray for our country. And this is Pastor Chip. God bless.